Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. I'm your host, Megan Gray, and this is the music podcast where I get to know the people behind the music. In each episode, I speak to a different band, artist, or music professional about their experiences so far within the industry. Each guest creates an exclusive playlist full of their most life-defining songs. That way we can hear all about the music and moments that have made them the people and musicians that they are today. Hello, welcome to the first ever episode of the Vocal Girls podcast. This week, I'm speaking to the amazing Garage Rock Pop Brighton duo, Arcs. Give me the iron lock. I saw my battle drum. The devil sleeps inside. And I can't get no peace. Made up of vocalist and guitarist Hannah Piddock and drummer Clara Townsend, they're a super exciting band making a hell of a lot of noise. Their debut EP, Wrong Girl Honey, features the powerful single Iron Lung, which has won them recognition from the likes of NME, who've named them in their top artists to watch for 2020, and also picked them to headline their Girls at the Front event at Shackwell Arms last year. They've got new music coming out really soon and a live tour planned for October, fingers crossed. So I'm really excited to chat to them about what they've been up to and hear about what's made it onto their playlist. Yeah, I've had days where I'm like super productive, loving it. Like, yes, this is a pause on life. I can tidy everything. And then other days that I'm like, oh God, <laughs> what's the point in doing anything? Yeah. And as, as a musician, like we were supposed to be in the studio literally like the week that it started. So everything was like gearing up to that and then putting out releases. So, um, and we were hoping we'd have that done so that at least we could be releasing music now and we couldn't do it. So it's a bit like we're having to be creative with how to make our band still feel like we're being a band. I feel like the sunshine has been my saviour at the moment. Yeah. I mean, it's not sunny today, but like the fact that like you can kind of like, I don't have a garden, but I have a bit of concrete and I could sit on the bit <laughs> in the bit of concrete and then you just feel a bit like calmer, but it's weird. I kind of forget things are happening, like it's happening and then you go together and you're like, oh God. yeah it's quite actually quite nice and comforting to be in a little bubble isn't it I think it's the first time that it's actually quite healthy to be ignorant Mm -hmm. yeah yeah I haven't watched the news for like a month I've stopped doing that as well me and my friend made like a map of the house in the first week which is like at four o'clock the sun is in the living room (laughs) amazing the light diaries yeah (laughs) that's good that's a good idea yeah I feel like I've never taken so much like appreciation of what time the sun hits my garden yeah. I'm like well go I know like we've become like primitive and now we understand the positioning of the yeah. sun in the sky <laughs> yeah it's definitely become all about like the small things hasn't it like I'm like being that really stereotypical person and just taking pictures of blossom everywhere yeah 
just loving it. It's like, wow. <laughs> I know the other day I went like for a walk around the park and I didn't take like any music or like any headphones. And I don't think I've done that like ever. And I was just watching, <laughs> listening to the birds. And I was like, wow. I know, we've I definitely that. got a newfound appreciation. I think that'll be one of the kind of positives of it, I reckon. Hopefully anyway. Yeah. Do you think that everyone will just go back to normality after this? Uh, or do you think things will change? I think there'll I think there will be will be a bit of a shift, but like knowing, you know, Brits, as soon as the lockdown's over, everybody's gonna be like having a barbecue and getting wasted at the pub. Maybe we'll appreciate yeah. it more though. Maybe we'll really savour those pints. I feel like there's like a thing of like you kind of realise what you actually want to go back to and like what you don't miss. And there's quite a few yeah. things I don't miss and I'm just like, oh, well <laughs> maybe yeah. I won't go back to that. Yeah. Definitely. I just wanna hug all of my friends. Like yeah. I've no, I never noticed how much like physical affection plays a part in my well-being and my mental health, and like not being able to just hug my friends when they're sad and stuff. So uh, I'm just gonna hug everyone for a really awkward long time. I 100% <laughs> agree with that. I found myself actually like wanting to get really close to strangers, which I think is quite weird. <laughs> <laughs> and just like when I see people in the street, I just really want to shuffle nearer to them. Obviously, <laughs> I'm obviously not, but. <laughs> just need that human contact <laughs> I feel Don getting like the brunt of that like I can sure. up and he doesn't he doesn't like being picked up at all but I'm just like forcing cuddles upon him the dog if that <laughs> was, that wasn't clear. so you both seem to be keeping pretty busy though in isolation you've been doing lots of kind of live streams and stuff haven't you yeah I just love how um I love how it can come across like we ha- we have done a few bits but there have also been days when I've just not left the bed so that's perfectly fine <laughs> um but yeah we did um we played as part of the pussy pandemic festival which was run by self-esteem um which was super fun that was really really cool I did a pre-recorded set for balcony fest for um because that was with loud women who got me to do that one which cool. was fun but weird like it's a very weird dynamic to record yourself and then see that played out like four days later on the tv yeah I could imagine <laughs> it must be really weird because didn't you debut a new song on Pussy Pandemic Festival was that was that strange yeah. doing that online oh for sure yeah but the, the difference with the live was that at least you're getting some feedback so like you can see people's reactions and um you can see what they're saying and for that I also had like a couple friends in the room um who I'm like who I'm isolating with oh that's a good idea yeah but when I was recording the other one on my own I was just on my own so (laughs) I think you can tell the difference if you were watching both you could tell the difference between the first and the second one because the second one I'm really awkward (laughs) (laughs) so it's painful (laughs) I haven't really been doing much because I can't really I can't I mean I don't really know what I would do I can't sing the songs or anything so I just shaker egg in the corner would yeah, be well, you've been learning guitar i've been trying to learn guitar yes oh mm-hmm. wow how's that but going it's very difficult i don't know how so many people play You're really it. good <laughs> yeah i'm but sure you're being very I... modest yeah she yeah. learned one of our songs in like three lessons wow yeah, I'm very slow <laughs> you okay. did you must be very good then because i've also been trying to learn guitar and i still can't play anything like i'm useless <laughs> to be fair the way hannah played the song was a lot easier than any other youtube tutorial i've found so that was quite good you can follow them on our on our highlights on our insta page there you go homeschooling we've called it so i'm gonna get right on that <laughs> <guitar lesson> on. 
So um, you kind of mentioned a little bit that you were meant to be in studio. So how how has kind of this lo- lockdown scenario affected your music? Yes, we were meant to be recording some some singles to bring out through the summer. Um, actually, we we're meant to be bringing out one, like kind of nap between now and May. <laughs> yeah. So, um, it's affected it in a in a big way in that it's just not happening. Um, <laughs> But at the same time, I mean, maybe it's a blessing in disguise because I've written a few more songs. And um, I mean, the, the singles that we're going to bring out are probably going to be the same. But now we have a few more to, to play with and we can decide what we bring out at what time. And yeah, we can be a bit pickier now that we have a bit more to work with, I guess. That's yeah. cool. Okay, kind of like thrown off like our whole like we had a bit of like a schedule of like not a schedule like a plan for the year oh yeah so obviously that's just like all gone out the window so now we're a bit like just kind of I mean you can't really plan a lot because you don't really know what's going to happen so we're just kind of taking yeah we usually plan for the next year in like the November of the year before yeah so we have you know the next you know near enough 18 months of our lives planned out so we like know when we can go on holiday and know when we can do stuff and then Mm. so we're we're used to being hyper organized in terms of fan plans and now we're like yeah (laughs) yeah it is quite strange and I think I think most humans work based on like reward anyway so kind of like always having something to look forward to and always having that plan in place but this Mm -hmm. is so weird because that that end point's been removed because nobody knows the kind of the extent to which this will go on hopefully not long um yeah but yeah so have you found it quite quite inspiring for writing then do you think there's going to be lots of coronavirus records I think uh for creative people it's going to go one of two ways like for me I have found it kind of paralyzing like there's so much time to be creative that I end up not being creative yeah um that time creates pressure and like you constantly see other people like the only people posting about the stuff they're doing are the people who are being really productive which is yeah great for them. I'm very happy for them but like for me there's so much other stuff like I've got so much stuff to do in my house and like I live with my best friends and I don't get to see them often because often we're touring or I'm working at different times so I'm prioritizing spending time with them and then that becomes more pressure of like not being creative so for me I found it quite paralyzing like in terms of being creative so not for me but I know that for some people it has been amazing like when I sit down and play I'm feeling like I've got lots to come out now like there's definitely a, mm. a, a wall needs to break and then it will be like ah! <laughs> but um, quite often I'll like sit and make ideas at home and then we get into the the studio together and just bash something out and it usually like turns into one of our songs yeah. so not being able to do that is a bit tricky I guess Mm, yeah I feel like I've kind of like been like I don't really want to like play drums it sounds weird but I've kind of like I feel the same thing like a pressure yeah which is only from me like no one's putting pressure on me but I feel the same you feel like you should be creative because it's like oh when do you normally have the time to like sit and play music all day but I don't want to do it and then so I think that's why I've like I'm trying to do like completely different things like guitar I have no idea what I'm doing but like I kind of like it because it's like something completely new and there's Mm -hmm. no pressure attached to it and then I've just been like doing random like drawings and things and I'm not good at art but I just love like (laughs) sitting there doing like something creative but not what I'm normally doing definitely for us as well like just being the two of us it is easier for us to stay connected and stay focused and you know remind ourselves that we 
we can like be more of a comfort to each other I guess I like I don't know what the experiences of people in bigger bands but I can imagine it's hard like to to keep it all ticking over yeah communicate like massive zoom calls yeah (laughs) yeah that's definitely something I've noticed like the constant like pressure on social media of people like you should be Mm -hmm. writing a book you should be doing this like I yeah I felt really almost like what you said honey like the more time making me more anxious because usually I'm just like I can't fit it in so I don't put that pressure on myself now it's like whoa okay when I'm am I ever going to have this time again when are people ever going to have the time to kind of absorb stuff again so it's like yeah it's definitely a constant battle between like actually resting and also kind of trying to get stuff done it's it's always a difficult one I'm having like a war with myself all the time yeah yeah so what kind of I guess on that what have you found the kind of the the main positives for you guys of this like what's been your kind of silver linings of isolation um yeah for me a massive silver lining of the whole thing is that like the physical environment is having a bit of a break from us humans and that is like always in the back of my head and that, that makes me that makes me feel better about it all for sure and like the like this like the decrease in pollution and all that is just it's a bit of a relief um yeah the figures are in- incredible aren't they mm-hmm. it's quite shocking yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a relief and it's also terrifying at the same mm. time yeah I think like a lot of positives will come out of it like there's been a lot of um amazing things that humans have been doing and I think like senses of community have been more promoted like I think we can all like bury our head in the sand a little bit but there's definitely been a uh, focus on community and I think we need more of that so that's good also like my house is way cleaner now that's also <laughs> I feel like it's also like having time to like I've spoken to so many old friends that I never get the chance to like Skype or like because we're in like different countries or whatever and I've just like had the chance to like call them all and like near enough like once a week have a chat with everyone and that's so nice because normally it's like once a year or something that I would call them mm-hmm. so that's kind of been a thing where like and everyone just has a bit more time so yeah um, that's quite good and reading mm. like the whole process and- makes you realize like what you want to make time for mm. yeah because even though we've got nothing to do technically I've ended up like all my days are so busy but you actually get to prioritise what you want to do rather than, you know, the stuff you do out of habit, maybe. Let's talk about kind of what's happened for you as a band then. So you describe yourselves as garage rock gal pal duo. Does that sum it up, do you reckon? We've kind of... we're we're moving to a different sound now we've started calling it ourselves angsty pop instead Love of it. garage rock yeah. <laughs> amazing because uh we've always been a bit like had a bit of a punk edge but um we're definitely moving towards a poppier sound now so yeah. we used to get put on like punk lineups and we're not really very punk and we'd be there and we'd be like okay hi. Yeah. <laughs> it's so yeah. it's interesting a lot of bands that are described as punk don't self-describe as punk why do you think yeah. that is i think people just see people getting angry and they're like oh punk yeah and it's like well, there's space for that and everything else i think yeah and i guess because we have elect- i have an electric guitar 
so you wouldn't necessarily go to like pop it would either be punk or rock or whatever but like we've played plenty of punk gigs now to know that we don't feel comfortable calling us <laughs> punk bands so. i noticed that you have on your as your slogan what we do when we're not in the kitchen which is fucking brilliant <laughs> so is this kind of like activist undertone or always been the plan with the band or is it just kind of like a happy byproduct yeah i don't know if it's ever been like a it's never been like a mission statement it's just um the band is made up of us and that's kind of where we're at so it's just it bubbles up all the time anyway also yeah. i think point fun at, at the at the situation is quite a good way of challenging it so you kind of own the narrative first definitely i feel like we kind of like some of the lineups and stuff that you play you kind of just have to like yeah like han han you said like own it just because like quite often we will be the only two like female acts on the lineup mm. um yeah. and like i i'm more than often not like the only female drummer on the lineup so you kind of just have to like own that space and that's kind of what you take up i totally think there's room and there's like so much need for like those really like more radical feminist bands who are like sing about really important issues and directly you know put that stuff out there but for us like our our feminism that comes through with the band is more just like taking up space in places where that isn't necessarily like that isn't happening and like when we get to pick our lineups we try to be inclusive and pick like bands who we think are really really good regardless of whatever and for like my taste they usually are female or non-binary fronted bands um so i think just using that like whatever platform you have to promote um what's not necessarily being promoted as long as you believe in it i think that's what like what we go for i think that's that kind of matches my sort of tone exactly on vocal girls it's kind of like not putting women in just because they're women because they're fucking good <laughs> do you know what i mean so yeah. it's um yeah I think I think that's great. And when you say you you play these kind of lineups where you might be the only the only woman, like how how does that make you feel? Do you feel like intimidated ever, or are you just kind of loving it? Um, there's times when I felt intimidated, and sometimes like it, depending on your headspace, there's sometimes when I'm like, ugh, I'm a bit sick of it. But by the time we get to playing, I just feel like buzzing. I love mm-hmm. it. Like I really feel like we come alive in those spaces where we get to try and raise our game as much as possible like not because we necessarily feel like we have to prove ourselves although I do think a lot of um like female fronted acts or non-binary fronted acts they have to prove themselves in those prove themselves in those circles Mm. I really like the 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 chat like the personal challenge of being like okay well you have all of these expectations of me so fuck you I'm gonna do what I want to do and probably you <laughs> yeah I think it's it's the same thing like you can't a lot of the time I think I probably don't even um like you don't get uh people don't say something like to you but you almost put it like on yourself mm. that like like as immediately when I walk in a room and it's like if it's like all like male drummers I all kind of think like oh god like what am but then I, I kind of like you get on stage and you kind of want to prove that bit wrong, <laughs> in know, in like a weird way. But like, yeah. I agree, like when we put, we've played like a few lineups and there was one, I won't say where, but we played and it was like, um, 
all male bands and one band had so much equipment like they looked like they were playing for Wembley and there was like honestly they had all their own sound stuff and everything and it was crazy and me and Han just turned up with like <laughs> like <laughs> our cymbals and guitar and they were kind of looking at us a bit like they were lovely but you could tell that they didn't expect anything mm. and then we started playing and then they were like oh <laughs> and I like I love that because it's just yeah that must feel great yeah you're kind of like yes you know <laughs> everyone can do their own thing but yeah on that you you headlined um the enemy girls to the front event didn't you how was that yeah that was mad that was so fun that's so that was cool very, it was very cool it was one of those moments where we, I was I was just like are they lost did they get <laughs> <laughs> we got this we got like the message when we were together and we'd just been to go see Dreamwife um released like a tour support vinyl at rough trade and we'd been to like that launch and we got this email while we were on the train and I was like no surely not and then like we were like we read it and I was like oh my god it's for NME and I just yeah we freaked out to be honest I got I've never been so excited <laughs> oh my goodness it was a lot of fun yeah was it nerve-wracking God, yeah. Yeah. We usually go away and have like our little pre-stage ritual and do some star jumps. But no, we were just like, we were both wrecking it. We were so scared. But um, we, we've like really refocused our live performance now. And rather than rather than thinking we need to do this, we need to do that. Like we need to act a certain way. We just very much focus on having fun. And whenever like whenever we feel a bit nervous we just look at each other and usually like take the piss out of each other and everything's fine again so having that having that then really helped because we were able to just go there and have like have a laugh together and do what we love but it was it was up there with the scariest ones we've played, <laughs> I think like it was, we were also just like getting ready and they were like oh will you just come over here and we were like yeah sure and then they just started filming this like interview for enemy youtube and we were like oh my god oh my god and then we had to do something for the radio and then this lovely photographer was like oh can we do photos and we were like yeah and then we found out she'd just been like shooting harry styles and we were like what the yeah. hell? <laughs> oh who's the person you enjoyed uh shooting for most and she was like oh probably prince he asked, like, what? To, <laughs> he asked her to shoot her his london shows and i was like oh wow right then <laughs> i i love it in those moments where like inside your head you're screaming but you have to just be like yeah. oh yeah cool <laughs> yeah yeah. We, yeah the guy came up to us at the end and he was like oh hi oh, yeah i'm the, like the editor and i was like oh <laughs> We were trying to play it cool, but I don't think we came across as cool. <laughs> I was like taking all the posters with our name on. I was like, wow. Yeah. That was amazing. I would have been like that, definitely. But what amazing exposure. Yeah. yeah. Sure. It's cool. It's cool, like, even just to have... Um, it, I think it's so interesting that you like, you kind of... When you're, like, a band like us, like, we just do everything by ourselves. And then you just get like one thing and then all of a sudden everyone's like, oh my God, you're wearing NME. And it's like, yeah, it just feels crazy, but it's because that's a big name. And um, you guys are both from Brighton, aren't you? Yeah, not originally, but yeah, that's where we're based. So is that is that where you met and formed the band? So how did it all kind of start? Um, well, we both were playing in bands before we met. And um, I was playing with a different drummer. Barra was playing in a different band. And we kind of knew of each other. Um, we played I think we played two shows together one in Brighton and yeah. one in London um, and I 
I remember thinking like when I saw Clara's band, like, oh, their drummer's sick. Um, but then my drummer moved to Australia and then I was searching for a drummer for like 18 months to two years, I think. Oh, crikey. I know, it was, it was a long time. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> and I was like, I went up at, like through some ups and downs of like confidence and whether I should do music again. And then I was like, you know, spoke to my best friend about it and she kind of got me back into it. So I was like, I'll make one last ditch attempt. And if I can't find a drummer, then that's it. I'm just going to go and save the whales. Um, I love that alternative. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, oh, I remembered this this girl, Clara. Um, but I knew she was in another band. So I was like, oh, I'll ask her if she knows anybody who would be interested. And she was like, yes, me. <laughs> and I was like, oh. All right. Like, I didn't want to like swoop in and take her from another band. So I didn't even think she'd be interested. But then like we had one audition together, audition. <laughs> <laughs> and I just... was so nervous <laughs> I fell off the bus on the way to the audition <laughs> like I stepped out and I thought I had like my cymbals and it was all so heavy and oh I god that I would was... have made the loudest sound <laughs> yeah but it was curb and it wasn't and it was the road and I just fell straight onto the pavement oh no so, that good and then and then we met and then it, we were like we both as weird as each other and really look back after that so you released your ep end of last year wrong girl honey how's that been received so far it's amazing by the way big fan (laughs) (laughs) um yeah it went down pretty good pretty good um it was fun it was a fun one to do because the two singles were both so like punchy bangers just like a good time and then the other two were so vulnerable and so like stripped back. Like the way we recorded uh, the storm was like really kind of different and experimental for us to like play acoustic guitar again. Like I genuinely haven't played acoustic since I was like 15. So it was really fun to do something different. I really did notice that they're so kind of opposite in what they are, both kind of lyrically and musically. The first two are <laughs> so kind of like empowering and loud and like, unapologetically here do you know what I mean and then the next ones are so kind of open and vulnerable and and laid back and like yeah it's just they're beautiful it really shows that you can you can do both it's an amazing kind of showcase of what you're capable of is that why you kind of went for the two opposites yeah I mean thank you first but um (laughs) yeah we wanted to show that like our, our sound is very varied and I think if you listen to Iron Lung you'd assume we were one kind of band and then if you listen to something like Stuck On You off the old EP you'd think we we're a different kind of a band so it's good to have both of those but also like after Iron Lung what came out and like really took off with the playlists and stuff um it, that was really cool but we knew that when we wouldn't probably have that amount of people listening to the EP we'd the audience for that song was very different to the audience for the EP and we wanted to the the audience for the EP was going to be like people who come to our shows all the time like people who are more loyal like more of the loyal fans are going to listen to this so we wanted to give them like a more personal look into the band Mm. yeah my my mum like she doesn't so Iron Lung has been like our most popular song and she's like it's just not my favorite <laughs> like yeah. literally everyone we know there's not it's not their favorite one really like, yeah <laughs> so yeah. it's really funny like they're That's like so interesting <laughs> yeah. why do you think yeah. that is 
I don't know. I mean, it's definitely like it's a heavier like side of us that maybe doesn't get shown as much anymore. But um, we kind of it to be honest, it completely like blew away all our expectations of like we just kind of put it out and just was like, oh, and then all of a sudden it just went a bit crazy and we were like, oh, my God. Yeah, um, yeah it, it kind of blew up beyond what we ever thought it would. So I think, like, our, well, my songwriting is usually quite like melodic um, and a bit more like based in the roots that I grew up with, which is like folk and country. So mm. a bit more like storytelling um, and that and Iron Lung is like a real holiday from that sort of songwriting for me like it was a very reactive song like I wrote it in about 10 minutes I think um wow so 10 minutes a, yeah like it just came out uh it was a breakup song it's like that's it's why it came about, out so quickly then <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's about like um when you invest too much of like your own self-worth in a person and then you break up with them and you feel like so sad that you need you kind of feel like you need someone to take over your body for a bit yeah that makes sense (laughs) that makes a lot of sense (laughs) we kind of just like we're in a the um like rehearsal studio and then hand played like the no 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 and then we just kind of splurged out in like one go and we just kind of were like yeah that's it (laughs) like we should we move like a few bits but like it kind of just like all happened like straight away it was weird it's so cool it's got so much energy I remember like when Royal Blood first came out or something and everyone's like I can't I can't believe this much sound is coming from just two people that's how I feel with you guys like you think you had like a whole (laughs) massive band it's just so great so much noise I love it I I like the heavy stuff (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm up against your (laughs) mum Come and get some My baby gives me love My baby gave me all No, she don't give a fuck You got what you want So that for me, like it's almost got like a bit of a, a Nirvana-y riff sound mm-hmm. what, What's yeah. the kind of inspiration behind that one? Um, Yeah, I remember playing that riff for ages And like I remember I thought the same thing Or like a bit kind of like pixies-esque like mm. definitely we have like a grunge element to it that we definitely like we wrote some songs over a period of like six months and they were all coming out like grunge songs so that came out of that time and just that kind of like happy chord happy chord really not happy chord <laughs> <laughs> um and it was like yeah it was it was just a fun progression that we then worked on and I think we were just we were listening to like grungier punkier bands at the time and again that's another one that literally just happened in it yeah it's weird because like the drum beat that I play at the beginning is quite funky <laughs> like it's a yeah. bit like a like a funk song <laughs> and then you just start it like it kind of works but you're like it's a bit weird but yeah. then the chorus is not funk at all but <laughs> my bit is a bit funk so I don't know where that came from but I love that I love that all these different imp- genre influences so cool you're messing with Teach you how.
kind of like write music that we don't listen to. Mm-hmm. Like the stuff <laughs> we listen to, like I love pop and like mm-hmm. Honey is very like, also loves pop, but like country and stuff. And then, I mean, it's kind of coming out a bit more now, but like a lot of the stuff we used to write was like quite heavy and we, neither of us really <laughs> listened to heavy That's songs. That's so interesting. So it's a bit weird. I feel like it's like our anger just comes out in that. Yeah. Get it out and then go back to the country yeah. and pop music. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that song because it like comes across like it sounds like a this feminist anthem but it's just not about that at all but I love that that's how people read it now so so what was it about for you then it was about like being heartbroken again all of the songs on that EP are about (laughs) being heartbroken it's a real sad one but it was like um so iron lungs a breakup song what you got what you want is about being heartbroken by your friend then the storm's about being heartbroken because you can't help someone. And then this Swallow the Sun is, again, another breakup song. Well, that kind of makes sense then why they're kind of so opposite in their tone because that's the kind of up and down. It's kind of quite reflective of the up and down emotions that happen with that kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. Oh, that's quite a deep album yeah. then. Swallow <laughs> <laughs> the Sun is about the same breakup as Iron Lung. So it's I, I find those two songs hilarious because one's like, ah, you and then the other one's like oh but I have all these feelings yeah that's quite accurate I think um so you mentioned a bit about I know you're meant to be recording in the studio at the moment but that's exciting because that means new music so is there an album on the cards uh not yet (laughs) yet. I uh I think well we both agree I think that when we do an album we want it to be like this is our first album with no doubts, whatever. And I think we've been, our song, like our songwriting, our sound has been transitioning a bit. And I think we're finally hitting our our groove right now. Um, but I think we need to fill that space out a little bit so that when we bring out our first album, we'll carry our favorite songs from our EPs forward and do them in the way that we're then really happy with. Yeah. Um, I think all of our EPs have been like snapshots of where we're at at the time, which is a cool way to look at it. But I think when we do an album, it wants to be like something we can be completely proud of and, you know, play all of. Yeah, like a bulk of work. Yeah. The new ones are quite poppy, though. Yeah. Although one of them is not so. Which one? I feel like Valentine is a bit heavier. Yeah. A little bit. It's yeah I think we'll see how it comes out of production because I'm like yeah. we should add synths I'm gonna get all of these pedals that make my guitar sound like a synth so when are they when are they coming out um isolation depending. Yeah. yeah I mean we need we we haven't recorded them yet so we, that's what we were that's what we were meant to be recording now um so as soon as we can get out and get in the studio they'll be out but <laughs> so hopefully this year well that's something for everyone to look forward to then so yes, there will be two singles. And you're touring again in October. That's yeah. Fingers crossed. <laughs> it's actually just gone a bit mad. Like we've we've taken all of the shows that we wanted to play through the year and then all the shows we wanted to do in October. And providing we can do them, we plan to like just tour the whole time and have kind of very little breaks. So we're going to try and do like 30, 40 shows. Wow. But we'll see. I think think how good think how good that first show back's gonna feel. I'm so excited. 
I don't I know bet, what the first I one was. Terrible. I bet we'll be. I mean, it. <laughs> I must admit, I was playing drums yesterday, and I've lost all my stamina. <laughs> I got so tired after like it's half like, an hour. I was like, wow. What's so annoying as well, though, is that we were halfway through a tour when this all started, and I was just starting to get to my like state of fitness. Yeah, yeah, you get there. You know, yeah. like oh, oh I can annoying. do now. I'm ready, and then no, back to square one. <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah I guess that's something you never think you never think about that as an audience member you never think how exhausting it must be but it must be absolutely shattering yeah. I don't think I really thought about it that much until we had like once we had like a summer off or something and then we played a show back and I honestly like after the first song I was exhausted <laughs> like my arms and then actually our last uh, on our last tour we played the last show in London and we'd done seven shows in a row and it was like super hectic. And then we got to London and it was like a long set. And I, like, it was so hot. And yeah. Hanny kept looking at me and I honestly I was like, I don't know if I can do this. I was like, I was so tired. Oh, nice. I just felt like completely like, yeah, lost all energy. It's but definitely no. probably the most fun way to exercise though, I'd say. Oh yeah. <laughs> I would recommend. Yeah. <laughs> I'm always like oh it's fine I just won't move around so much if I'm knackered and then I forget that I have to sing the entire time and that is like a yeah um, I don't know how you do that without even realizing but <laughs> not, much, not much I can do about it if I stop singing you know. and how would you guys kind of describe your feeling of performing because that must just be unreal uh, how would I describe it it's fun it's fun I used to get really in my head about stuff right and like find it quite uh I would it would be really up and down like depending on the audience depending on who was there I would like I would have real dips and sometimes really struggle and it would be like a slog to get through but I don't think since we kind of like addressed that issue and decided we're just going to do it for the fun of it I've not had a bad show like even when we were in Germany we had some amazing shows and then we had one show where we played to like 10 people you're always going to have that mm. in other towns and um, I just, I still had loads of fun, even though it was like dead smoky and I could, I was losing my voice and I was knackered. It's yeah. just fun. And it's such a privilege to be able to do it and like say that that's your job. So yeah. Yeah. I think, this, yeah, it's kind of like, it's the most fun thing. And I always just think that like when I was younger, that was all I wanted to do. So mm -hmm. the fact that you actually get to do it a bit like the enemy show, like the fact that that happened was yeah. like, that's mm -hmm. crazy so yeah the fact that you get to do it and yeah I find it a lot of fun that's my favorite I think I think like anxiety and nerves are so annoying for this exact reason because it's like all the stuff that you've been working towards and that should be the kind of best experience of your life you kind of almost miss it because you're just like yeah. <gasps> the yeah. whole time like so frustrating <laughs> but it sounds like you no. guys have made like a great decision with the whole just like really take it for what it is and just have fun with it because if you're not having fun there's, there's almost no point really yeah, yeah. no said so like we had um we had a couple of shows that for me were like the catalyst that something needs to change because like the gig our gigs are my favorite time like my favorite part of the whole thing that the reason why we do it and like spend hours on our emails every day but um like we played this amazing show at Camden Assembly with Ladybird and that you know it was like it was packed they're such lovely guys we were having an amazing experience and then I just got in my head for that show and like hated it and then came off and just mm. cried for an hour mm. and was like I can't do this anymore like I can't put so much pressure on myself that I'm not enjoying the one thing that I love the most so and I think a lot of people get into that situation so 
we were just like no we will just have fun because it is fun if you uh if you don't care about what people think about it <laughs> and um and and since we've done that like everybody says like oh you're so smiley on stage and like oh you have so much fun don't you and we're like yeah we do and that's come across so much better now so let's talk about your playlist then yeah <laughs> <laughs> went full nostalgia yeah, that's the idea that is the full idea why lie you know you could we could be like oh this man because we love how the guitar tone is or but or we could just tell the truth and be like Avril Lavigne <laughs> amazing that well that's exactly what this is meant to bring out and so I'm really yeah. excited so is it in any kind of order is it like all your song all Clara's songs first I think the first five are mine and the first and the last five are Hanny's, but I'm not 100% sure. Okay. <laughs> that's the order I did it. Okay, right. I'm going to get you to pick one each and then I'll pick one and then we'll, we'll come back round. Cara, do you oh, want to go first? Do you want to pick? I'll talk about Heim. So like, yeah, one of my faves was um, my song Five by Heim. Um, they're probably like my favourite band. Um, they're just super fun. They're super cool live. Um, and when we saw them live, they actually played my song five live and me and Han nearly like exploded. <laughs> yeah, I honestly was like, oh my God. <laughs> um, it's, but, it's both of our favourite songs. Yeah, it's both of our favourite songs. Yeah, we Han was like, have you put that on there? And I was like, oh yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it's just like, I don't know why. I remember, I really remember the first time listening to it and I was in my friend's car and we were driving to a party. I don't know why I remember that. And I just remember we turned up so loud and we listened to it the whole way, like on repeat. And it's just like my, I don't know, I just love it. It's so like weird, but like heavy and you're just really like, the riff is yeah. sick and yeah. It's like, it's, it's so, it's, it's got so much attitude, hasn't it? But yeah. also it's like, it's still quite, it's still kind of poppy, yeah. but yeah. It's, it's kind of what we're going for. Yeah. It's definitely, it's definitely much more heavy than most of their stuff, isn't it? yeah and they've really like all their new stuff's really kind of gone back to their roots really? now it's kind of really folky yeah. again I love Super, it yeah yeah no I love it summer girl is oh it's beautiful I love it it's so beautiful yeah. and the um hallelujah song as well yeah oh, I listened yeah. to um like a live piano session of that on the the chillest show that they've done and it's so oh, beautiful oh. they were saying they got really emotional when they recorded it because I think mm, it's yeah. about their relationship as sisters yeah 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 uh solid faves yeah definitely go on then honey you pick one for me okay i will talk about moona first i guess because i've got it <laughs> <laughs> so uh moona is my favorite band at the moment and for like the last two years um they and that song is off their recent album called save save the world and it's just like just euphoric happiness in a song I don't know how to explain it like I just hear the chorus of that song and I can't help but smile Aww. and like if I put it on in my car it's like oh that song's on like windows down I don't care if it's cold <laughs> and just imagine that I'm in LA and like it's 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 lovely <laughs> <laughs> but it's just like it just makes me like genuinely just like lifts my spirits up so much and like we saw it in uh in bright saw them in brighton they played concord and they played that song i just fully lost my shit <laughs> i've never seen i poured beer on over my friend <laughs> she jumped so high and she was like literally it was like a child like 
all their Christmases came at once. <laughs> like, yeah, never oh, that's so again. great. But it was just like, then I don't know, their music kind of just transports me to like a different place, but also uh, her, her songwriting is amazing. Like she tells these incredible stories in such a, like a weirdly mundane, but beautiful way. And then turns it into a pop song that just, they're a great band. You should listen to them. And yeah, like, I need to take them out. They're, they're sweet. incredible and uh, doing all the right things, I think, and making all the right points and sending the right messages. So I'm a big fan. That's really interesting what you said then about um, kind of telling stories in a very kind of mundane way, because mm-hmm. I noticed that you've also picked, I'm assuming it's yours, Kate Nash, Nicest Thing. Yeah. Because that's, that's something that really strikes me about that song as well. I mean, obviously, Kate Nash is so, like, of that time. She's so, like, such a throwback yeah. for... But I remember this song as well. And the it's so kind of, like, the lyrics are so blunt and honest and simplistic, yeah. but also beautiful. Is that why that song's kind of stood out for you? Uh, yeah, like, for, for I had to include something off of that album because that album is the reason I started songwriting. Like, wow. I... I used to like my first proper band that I fell in love with after Westlife was <laughs> um, was Bright Eyes, which is why they were on there. But um, and their songs are beautiful, but they're like so poetic and like just so many like metaphors and the language in it is incredible. I'm like I could never write a song like that. I don't even know how you get there. And then I was on I was like at work with my dad doing work experience or something, and I went out and bought my own album for. Like, I think it was one of the first times I went and bought my own album and I bought Made of Bricks and I like put it on in my little CD player and was listening to it and I was like oh this is how I write a song because this is so relatable like I can write about these things because they're happening to me um, and she was the first person that I heard that made music like feel accessible mm. so um, and I, I love that like I really love like tackling the hardship with metaphors and like layering it up and then having moments where you just strip it back and be super vulnerable and just say exactly what you mean. Yeah. And I love that. Uh, so that's amazing. And are you, are you take are you taking that one when you're kind of writing then? Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, like I think Iron Lungs a really good example of that. Like where, um, it's like metaphor, metaphor, metaphor throughout the verses, and then there's that mid late section where it's like a little, almost like a little speech. Um, and then it's like complete, completely honest and there's no hidden meanings there. Like I'm saying exactly mm. what I mean. So it's so interesting. Like this is actually why I love seeing these players because it, it, you can really kind of see all the little influences and that have kind of made your guys like sound. It's so cool. Yeah. yeah. Especially like the, the when you're saying about the country element and stuff, because I picked up on that. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really, really interesting. I've got to talk about Amy Winehouse, back to black. Amy Winehouse. Why is she this? Was, why is this on the playlist? Uh, that album was probably one of like the first albums that I used. I bought and I like listened to the whole album like as an album, um, and I think I was like just kind of old enough to like really appreciate it. 
Um, and I kick myself to this day because I nearly went to see her and then oh no didn't get there. <laughs> um, and I, my friend called me and she's like oh I have a spare ticket and it but it was like an hour's drive and my mum was like I can take you and I was like oh no it's all right I'll just go next time oh, no. and, and it was like her last tour so I I mean maybe it wouldn't have been that great to be honest but <laughs> I yeah. still like kick myself to this day um, but I think she's just amazing like she's just I don't normally listen to that I mean it's not like massive jazz but like that sort of music isn't normally my kind of thing but there's something about her like voice and she just it's so like raw and I don't know I just love it I think she's she was such like an interesting artist yeah um she's beautiful as well when like authentic like authenticity and people's songwriting and people's voices really was lacking I think Mm. yeah she was so like noticeable as well like she didn't it didn't sound like manufactured like Mm. No. pop that was like coming out left right and center she was so like unique I yeah cool. I mean she definitely wrote with her heart on her sleeve yeah like, yeah like she's definitely yeah. for me like one of my favorite singer songwriters of all time uh I just her voice is like it's like an instrument yeah. basically it's just yeah. absolutely stunning and like one thing I've kind of noticed about that song recently is like because her songs are kind of really jazzy and quite upbeat you don't necessarily first few listens like notice the words and then I yeah. um do you know the Amy soundtrack for her documentary I think um that I song at the first they've got that song on it when the first part of it is kind of stripped back and it's just her singing it a cappella. okay and you yeah. really like hear the words and hear how kind of yeah. deep and dark they are in that song it's such a sad song and you don't notice it and it kind of bears yeah. this whole new meaning in like my first band in school for a battle of the bands we covered an amy winehouse song i I don't i think it was like you know i'm no good or something oh yeah and i remember we did it and then like i don't i think that's when i fully like listened to the lyrics and you yeah i know what you mean you kind of are like oh god yeah i mean terrible cover but (laughs) (laughs) you just kind of i wish we could dig that out yeah, no, I mean, there's a video, but it's safely on a hard drive in my house. <laughs> Not getting that. <laughs> getting big I'm gonna leave. <laughs> Maybe that's what I should make this podcast about: finding old covers that you've done and put oh, them on. <laughs> God. Come on, then, honey, you can pick another one. Um. Okay. Well, I can talk about Dixie Chicks, as you were so intrigued. I love Dixie Chicks. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, no, I, I absolutely love them. Like, I love country music, and sometimes it can be a bit conflicting to love country music as much as I do because it can be really <laughs> terrible. Like, some of the people making it are really, they stand for things I do not stand for. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, um, like, when I was growing up, the people I was listening to, like, obviously Dolly, Dixie Chicks, uh, John Denver. Garth, uh, Garth Brooks a lot so like kind of old school classic country and Dixie Chicks were the first like country country band that I fell in love with and it didn't feel in any way conflicting really like also Dolly but um, just because they were so cool and they like what they did when they stood up against Bush and then they lost their career um, for a while and then came back with these amazing like super political songs is just so unheard of in country and for Mm. three women to be doing that is just I think it's amazing and it's a proof that country doesn't have to be what 
what it was for sure and like makes room for other people to come into it and um and and makes yeah makes space for country to be accessible for loads of people amazing and why this song in particular it's just a banger in it like i <laughs> <laughs> love that <laughs> no like we had a we had a couple of the albums in my mum's car and um me and my mum spent a lot of time driving around together when i was younger because she was a shepherd so i'd go off and help her um in the fields amazing <laughs> so put, like, <laughs> um so like that was one of the albums that was always on and that was one of my favorite songs that we'd listen to that's interesting because my so my connection with dixie chicks is so it's actually the album before i think it's called wide open spaces um yeah my dad like had that cd in his car when i was like i think maybe like 11 and i literally learned like every word to every song because like their voices are so good as well like i remember like really yeah. trying to sing like like them oh, they are so good have you heard the um the song they did with beyonce no i haven't it's amazing it's amazing they also sang backing vocals on one of taylor swift's new tracks really yeah and you listen to it and you're like why is this better than everything else <laughs> yeah like, you definitely oh. you definitely want um them to do your backing vocals their harmonies are like impeccable <laughs> that's the dream that is the dream go on then clara let's have another one from you i'll pick the pink one the pink one yeah pink yeah she's like i mean for anyone that knows me even slightly she's like my ultimate fave um so that's like my fave song of hers which is weirdly like a bit country yeah too. i know it's that <laughs> yeah <laughs> um but i don't know why i just that whole album is also was like a bit like amy winehouse was like one of the first albums i bought where and i that album for me i learn every word and i was completely obsessed with it um but she's just i don't know i still like have to say i don't love her new album at all <laughs> really gone a bit off the rails not but for you. Pink, I can get on board with but um she's just like I don't know she, I think for me she was kind of the pop star that was like different from everyone else when I was growing up and like I've always had short hair and she had short hair and she was like a bit weird and she dressed like a bit tomboyish and to me that was like something that you didn't see anywhere else other than like Avril Lavigne sort of thing um so I think I just kind of really like related to her and then I, the obsession has just continued. I don't know. I've just, her, she her like live performance is insane. So uh, her live performances look amazing. Like I've never seen her, but I would love to go and see her. She's like the one person I would queue for. Like I queued for thirteen hours in Australia. So <laughs> I'm that person. <laughs> wow. Oh my goodness. Yeah, that. That's me. But um, yeah, <laughs> she, she's my fave. To be honest, um, if I could meet one person, it'd be her. <laughs> Okay, if if I was to ask both of you then to pick one together off this as the kind of like ultimate song, what would it be? My song five, I would say. The Heim one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the Heim one. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think they're kind of just like it's the perfect combo of like the pop but like the heavier side and like even just as a band, like aside from that song, I think just they're kind of like to support them would be like the ultimate, ultimate, ultimate dream for us. I think that's the song we used as well to, that makes like 
we're like, can we support Haim? Like, are we the right kind of sound? And then we're like, oh, they've got my song vibe. Yeah, we could. Yeah. <laughs> we could get in there somehow. <laughs> like, I think that was definitely one of the first songs I heard where I was like, that's the kind of music I want to make. It was like one step on from just like, oh, I love it. But it was like, oh no, that's that's it. That's the sound that, that's how I want people to feel when they hear my songs. Mm. If people, while they've got some more time in isolation, what uh, artists that they might not have heard of should they go and check out? Ooh. Ooh. Big question. Um, well, my favourite bands are Muna, you should definitely listen to them. Stoke, definitely listen to them. Self-esteem, definitely listen to them. And then, like, our friends band, Curls, amazing. Flip Drip, amazing. Like, Clay, Lime. What else are you saying, Clara? Maggie Rogers. Um, yeah, she's, like, insane. We saw her supporting Haim. Um, but I yeah. kind of knew about her before, but she's, like, her music is just... And Wet, actually, the band yeah, Wet. I love them. They supported yeah. Florence and they were also really cool. They're just like, I think they're like the perfect kind of music to just have on because you kind of like feel instantly calm. Mm. <laughs> yeah, um, definitely a good isolation soundtrack. And um, where can everyone find your music and tickets to your tour? Uh, you should go to Spotify and look up ARCS, A-R-X-X. Um, mm. And our tour when we get it all sorted we'll be on um arcsband.com um or you can just like on instagram we're at arcsband so a-r-x-x band um and it'll be on there amazing well i'm definitely gonna come see you once this is all over yeah something to look forward to where are you (laughs) i'm in london at the moment oh perfect london is actually the one we have confirmed so no what date is that actually the the 23rd yeah of october yeah Yeah. at the old blue last amazing well thank you so much girls thank you thank you so much to honey and clara from arcs for speaking to us for this episode It was so, so good to chat to them about their music that they love and you can really, really see how those songs have shaped and developed them into the sound that ARCS has. You can go and listen to ARCS playlist now. The link is in the episode description and don't forget to check out their music and grab tickets for their October tour and hopefully I'll see you there. If you'd like to get in touch with the podcast, you can email press at vocalgirls.com or follow us on Instagram or Twitter at vocalgirlsclub. Please like and subscribe the podcast and share it if you enjoyed it. Thank you so, so much for listening and I'll see you next week.